0: Finding a good controller isn't easy. The controller's responsible for the company's accounting, so you want someone who's an accounting expert. You also want that person to be reliable and to possess impeccable integrity. You probably don't want someone who embezzled money from their last employer. And you definitely don't want someone who embezzled money from their last two employers. What? You're probably thinking, no one would hire someone as controller if they stole millions of dollars from their previous employers? That's what I used to think until I heard the story of Peter Suck Lee. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and this is Scheme. Let's do this. I don't know much about Peter Suck Lee's background. What I do know is that he lived in Orange County, he enjoyed going to casinos, he was good at getting accounting jobs, and he had no problem stealing from employers to fund his lifestyle. Lee managed to get a job at Contempo, a family-owned distributor of fashion accessories. The company had been founded by Korean immigrants who came to the U.S. to pursue the American dream. Unfortunately, they hired Lee as their controller and had an American nightmare. Lee was the controller for Contempo from August 2014 to September 2015. Despite being in the job for a little over a year, Lee managed to embezzle 1.38 million. The fraud was pretty simple. Lee wrote checks to himself or to one of his associates and then cashed those checks. The only obstacle was that Lee needed the signatures of other company officers to be able to cash the checks. But Lee just forged those people's signatures, so problem solved. In total, he wrote 92 unauthorized checks. So what did Lee do with the money? He wired money to casinos, deposited $393,400 in a brokerage account, and gave money to a, quote, female associate for rent, jewelry, home furnishings, and appliances. So Lee had a pretty good life. He was gambling with other people's money and buying jewelry for his female accomplice. He was also investing money in his TD Ameritrade account, which is great because they say it's never too early to start investing. I think they mean you should invest your own money and not steal from immigrants, but I guess Lee missed that part. Unfortunately for Lee, the good times came to an end. The FBI got involved and Lee was arrested I don't know how the feds were tipped off, but the fact that Lee stole so much money so quickly might have had something to do with it. I mean, it was like he began writing checks to himself as soon as he became the controller. He showed about as much self-control as I show in The Dairy Queen. Now, this seems like a pretty straightforward case. A new guy is hired as controller, the new guy steals over a million dollars, and the new guy gets to spend some quality time with the FBI. But there's a lot more going on here. When Lee had committed the Contempo fraud, he was out on bail and awaiting sentencing for a different fraud. Thus, this wasn't the first time Lee had embezzled from his employer. It wasn't even the second time. It was the third time. Lee had pled guilty to three counts of wire fraud in April 2015 after embezzling from Glovis, America. Lee had been the accounting manager at Glovis, an automotive logistics company, from October 2009 to June 2011. And despite being the accounting manager for less than two years, Lee managed to steal $2.65 million. He had an accomplice create a fake company in a fraudulent bank account. The fake company had a name similar to Glovis, which allowed Lee to have commissions routed to that account instead of to Glovis's account. So where'd the money go? Lee said he used it for gambling and to pay expenses like credit cards and his car insurance. I don't know about you, but I find Lee's attitude toward risk a bit surprising. He's not afraid to steal millions of dollars from his employers, but man, he doesn't want to be caught without car insurance. Lee's accomplice, John Mute Kim, used his share of the stolen money at restaurants, bars, and to buy a new set of golf clubs. By the way, Lee's accomplice wasn't too smart. When the fraud was discovered, he decided to close the bank account he'd opened for the fake company, thinking this would somehow cover his tracks. It didn't. And the 46-year-old John Mute Kim was sentenced to two and a half years in federal prison on August 15, 2016. Lee, the mastermind of the scheme, pled guilty to the frauds at Glovis and Contempo. But it's not over. Lee had one more surprise. In between his time at Glovis and Contempo, Lee had worked for another company called Orion Technology. While working there, Lee had surprisingly been completely honest and acted with the utmost integrity. I'm just kidding. He embezzled $70,000 from Orion in 2014. Say what you want about Lee, but he is determined. He just keeps on embezzling funds from employers, no matter what the consequences. He's like an Olympic athlete for embezzling. Lee was sentenced to 10 years and one month in federal prison on August 15, 2016. He was also ordered to pay nearly $2.9 million in restitution to his victims. Now, if you think that's too harsh, remember that Lee embezzled from a company while waiting to be sentenced for another embezzlement. Thus, the judge probably didn't take Lee too seriously when he said he was sorry. The judge scolded Lee for stealing from immigrants who had, quote, created jobs and hope for other immigrants. One of the companies had to lay off 20 employees and was struggling financially as a result of the fraud. So how could the fraud have been prevented at Contempo? I mean, how do you prevent rogue controllers from just writing checks to themselves? First, you should do an extensive background check before hiring a controller. Hiring someone who's awaiting sentencing for embezzlement is completely inexcusable and should never happen. Second, multiple signatures should be required for checks exceeding a certain threshold. Now, in this case, Lee forged the signatures, so this internal control by itself isn't enough. Third, there should be segregation of duties. The same person shouldn't be allowed to hold the checkbook, authorize disbursements, and sign the checks. There should have been one person in accounts payable who had the checkbook stored under lock and key, another person who had the ability to authorize disbursements, and other people who had the authority to sign checks. In this case, it looks like Lee had custody of the checkbook and the ability to approve disbursements. The only piece missing was the signatures, which he forged. Fourth, you should always use pre-numbered checks and investigate any missing numbers in the sequence. Fifth, you should periodically scan the list of disbursements for any substantial non-salary payments to employees. And sixth, you should regularly perform bank reconciliations and look for any unauthorized disbursements. So all this will reduce the chance of fraud, but it won't eliminate the risk completely. That's because collusion between employees can defeat even the best internal controls. Remember, Lee had help from accomplices in the frauds at both Contempo and at Glovis. If multiple employees decide to work together in stealing from the company, then controls like the segregation of duties won't be effective in stopping fraud. Now, Lee was only 49 when he was sentenced in 2016, and he's scheduled to be released from prison on October 25, 2024. And if history is any indication, some ill-fated company will probably hire Lee to be an accounting manager or a controller. To make sure that never happens to your firm, here are some tips for hiring your next controller. Don't hire anyone who embezzled from their last employer, brags about their ability to forge signatures, or keeps asking, where do you keep the checkbook? And perhaps the most important rule of all, just like how you should never operate a toaster in a bathtub, you should never hire a controller with a gambling problem. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and you've been listening to Scheme.